Hi, and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven, and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Today, I want to share some thoughts with you on sales and holding a sales discovery session in particular. Or you may refer to them as a strategy session, right? Your approach to sales is that you must think of sales as a service with absolutely no BS. It is definitely a service approach you must have. You're not there to do any bait and switch. You're not there to persuade. You're not there to manipulate people. You are here and there to serve people. You want the experience of being on a call with you to be absolutely an incredible experience, a memorable one. And in every call, you want to leave people better off than when you found them, meaning you actually want to help them on the call, whether they become a client of yours or not. So you don't try and solve all their problems, but instead you help them achieve clarity with what their problems actually are. And of course, you don't want to be in a position where you're just pitching a product. You also want to feel free to say no to people who are not a good fit. And as well, if you believe strongly that you can actually serve and solve a problem for somebody, then it's your moral obligation to get them to be working with you. You want to be invested in people's success, right? You want them to experience real success. That must be your mindset, along with being one of service. All right, so the two things that you'll learn is firstly to adopt a doctor's approach. You don't want to walk into a doctor's office and the doctor says, okay, go raise your arm. What's hurting right now? Oh, it's my arm that's hurting, doctor. I can't raise it at all. It's just not working. And, and my left arm is really sore as well. And the doctor says, don't worry about that. Just take a red pill Call me in two weeks, you'll be fine, all right? Now, no doctor does that, right? If they did, they wouldn't have their license for long. They'll do a full diagnosis. They maybe even take some blood or do an x-ray. Then they'll analyse it. They'll get really deep and then they'll say, well, you probably bruised a rib or something after they ask you lots of questions. Well, it's the same thing with your strategy calls. You actually want to be able to prescribe a solution to the problem that they have, but you need to diagnose and find out what the problem is first. And you need to really understand at a deep level before you start prescribing your solution, okay? And you're going to build the trust by giving them micro help. You're actually going to give them an A to B result within the call itself. It could be something like, a strategic overview, a step-by-step overview of what they should do. And I'll give you some examples of this later on. Secondly, you need to talk about beliefs. You have to believe in that person and what they do and how you can help them. You must have that belief. Otherwise, why take them on as a client? If you don't have the belief, first of all, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. But it's that belief that will carry through objections. It's that belief that will attract them to you. It's the belief in that other person and the power of what they can do in this world that will hold true to anything. 
It's the lamp. It's the light that will carry them through. So you have to have belief. And when you as a prospect have belief stronger than your doubts, that is when you will definitely make a decision. Or let's reverse it. When as a marketer, your prospects has belief stronger than their doubts, then you will attract people to work with you. Same thing, right? Okay, so your strategy calls should start usually with an application. So what that means is you're driving people to an application through multiple means. It could be a Facebook ad, could be podcasts, social media, live stream videos, whatever, okay? Also, the application just needs to be able to do a few things. It needs to be able to get the information you need in order to become the doctor for your solution. That's really the main thing that it does. Everyone's questions in those applications will be different. And of course, so will their answers be. And really, what is this doing? It's weeding out the people that are not going to take the time to spend five to eight minutes filling out your application. You probably don't want to talk to them anyway, right? So what an application form will do will also increase your conversion rate because the only ones who complete it will be those who are serious about looking at how they can overcome a problem. And the application form also allows you to actually do a micro-analysis that can both save you time and or give you specific questions to ask in the actual discovery call, in your strategy call. You can shortcut the amount of time you spend trying to get to know them by having them fill out an application. Okay, this then enables you to get right to the helping part in your strategy call. Make sense? The very first thing you do when you get on a call is to start building rapport. You will not sell anybody anything if you don't have human-to-human connection. Never, ever will that happen. It just won't. So how do you do that? Well, here's my five-minute rule. You're going to spend one minute on five different places. Okay, one minute on Google, one minute on Facebook, one minute on their website, one minute on LinkedIn, and one minute on YouTube. This is a five-minute search on that person to find something that you can truly, absolutely chat with them for five minutes on. For example, I was trying to connect with a user group to provide my coaching services to their sales staff. I actually met with one of the owners of the business, and then I looked on his YouTube channel. He's got, I mean, 400 videos or something, right? But I found one where he rode an elephant on a stage. Unbelievable. Here he was in the video showing him riding an elephant on the stage. I sat down with him and I said, John, I've been looking forward to speaking to you all week. I've got some questions for you. And let me ask you right up front. Firstly, tell me, what was it like to ride that elephant on the stage? Was it, was it a poop machine? And he'd probably say, well, you saw that. And then suddenly the walls are down and we're starting to be connected. Five minutes on those five platforms is all it takes to find something to ask about to start any conversation with a prospect. But always keep in mind that rapport building is an ongoing journey throughout your sales conversation. 
Next, you want to move into setting an agenda. You have to set the agenda and take control of the conversation. Be the authority. You need to be in the driver's seat. You want to clearly state, I've got some questions for you. Okay, I have questions based on your application, but I also have some questions for you based on some research that I did. The reasons for my questions are simple. I want to get to know you. I want to be able to solve and serve you properly. So in the application and the marketing of it, you're going to say, well, why do you want to get on this call with me? For you, it would be something like you'd like to help them look at their specific challenges or depending on your market niche and your service offer, it could be whatever problem they want to solve. Then when they're on the strategy call with you, you will map out a strategic overview solution for them. And you tell them that you're giving them a promise and you want to fulfill on that promise, okay, of giving them a strategic overview, you know, a step-by-step from A to B of what they can do to solve their problem. You're telling them the what, you're not telling them the how, right? But you also explain to them that you can't do this, you can't provide this service unless you've asked them some questions. And then just say, listen, if there's an opportunity for us to work together, sure, I'll let you know about it. Is that okay with you? Now, this is just a little micro-commitment you're asking for. Is that okay with you? If it's not okay, then maybe they didn't know what they signed up the call for in the first place, right? But usually, if you ask, is this okay? They'll say yes, and then you can move on from there. Once you've set the agenda, you want to be able to analyze the application with them. And that's simply just to make sure that you make them feel heard because you're asking them, for example, what's your biggest challenge? They've answered some things in the application and you're asking them, why is this the challenge for you? You're asking a whole bunch of things from them. You want to be able to listen very carefully, take notes and ask questions about what they put down in their application as you'll be able to leverage this information later on. This is a key thing. And here's an example of a key question. What is the cost of you not solving this problem, Mr. Prospect? In other words, what's the COI? The cost of inaction. Let's say it was more clients, right? So you need more clients. Well, what would happen in your business if you didn't get more clients? Or I need to fix my knee because it's hurting like mad. Well, what's going to happen later on if you don't fix it? In other words, you need to get them to say this in their words. They can never be in your words. It's got to be in their words, all right? And as I mentioned earlier, you use this later on in the conversation if you need it, because it'll be like ammunition, so to say. Well, listen, hey, you told me that this would happen if you didn't fix this. Now, we should really work together on this. That's the sort of conversation that may come up later. Now let's talk about getting to the truth and clarity of their situation. You need to actually understand either their business or their person, right? So if you're helping them with a physical or a personal thing, you want to know really a lot about them. If it's a business application, you want to know a lot about their business. you just got to go deep here and understand these things. What is the problem that you're actually helping them? 
And by the way, it's not usually the first thing they tell you. The first thing they tell you is probably not the thing that's actually behind it at all. Usually, it's after asking two or three times that the real problem finally emerges. So keep going deeper into that problem, both from a personal life position or from a business position, depending on your niche and the services you offer. Once you've done that, then you're ready to help them. For example, who could be their ideal audience? Where can they find them locally? Those are some of the typical things you can ask. It's part of trying to get them the best result for them. Remember, that's your objective on this call. So what this does is it shows them that you have mastery of what you're trying to sell them, but it also activates gratitude. I mean, gratitude is probably one of the least used superpowers in sales because not a lot of people can help them. On a call like this, you need to be in a position where you can actually give them that little step, little micro help steps. Okay, You give them, for example, an overview of where they need to go and this actually generates gratitude. And when you generate and activate gratitude, then it opens up the possibilities to have even more conversations with them. Once you've been able to give them a micro solution, such as a strategic overview, right? Then how can they apply that now back into getting their real problem solved? This is when you want them to dream a little bit with you. You want to challenge them, saying something like, wow, if this is solved, what can your future look like? What would it be like to have this as part of your life? What would it be like to have this as part of your business? In other words, get them to feel the excitement and the pleasure of overcoming their challenges and achieving the transformation that they're seeking. The excitement and the belief that you have in their business and in them will allow them to be sharing that vision together with you. From there, there's just a quick transition. So for instance, if you help them with a step-by-step strategic overview to answer their major problem, you could say, would you want me to tell you a little bit about how I can help you put all those steps in place? Are you comfortable trying to implement them all by yourself? Or you could say, what would you like us to do next? Or where do we go from here? Or can I tell you a little bit about what I could do for you? It's simply just an ask to work together. I want to help you solve that because I believe in you. We figured out what the future would look like when we're working together, right? And this is how I feel. We're going to solve this together because I truly want to help you. And that's it. It's a quick transition. Very rarely at this point do they ever say no. So then what you want to do is present the opportunity. Just simply say, here is the solution, here's my opportunity, and apply it to them. What is that opportunity of working together, and what does it look like for them? At this point, one of the things I'd like to have asked in the application form is, what would be the average client worth to you? Maybe they'll tell me it's $500 or $1,000 or $5,000. Well, that's great. 
Well, then you'd say, listen then, my system will help you get more clients. And if you only get an extra X number of people to sign up, because now you've got the skills to achieve the transformation, that'll pay for my services. 100%. That's easy, right? Now, if it's a personal thing that you're doing, let's say you're solving a physical problem or a mental problem, what else could they do in their lives that's going to allow them to earn more, to be able to be more active, to enjoy a better lifestyle? That's absolutely priceless. When there's a direct link back to revenue, you can juxtaposition the cost of what it is that you are selling against what it is that you're going to help them overcome. To make more money, to get more clients, to have their health dialed in, all of which then have repercussions, hopefully, of enabling them to live a better life. Next is what I call the buffer time. It's the last 15 minutes of your discovery call, of your strategy session. And here it's bringing that belief back into play. You're emoting back to them that you believe that working together, and honestly, you need to feel free to tell them if you can't help them, if they're not a good fit, you should have already told them that, right? But if you truly believe that working with them, you can help them to get amazing results, then it's important they hear from you. And you have to actually tell them why. You have to also let them see what that future would be for them and why you feel that it's for them and how they feel about that. For example, there may be people that you're going to go to serve that are in the health and wellness area. It's like, for example, curing diabetes or what have you. And that feels awesome, right? And you want to be a little part of that. If you can help them to start achieving their goals and actually be helping them, then the rewards are priceless. And that excitement they have about whatever it is, helping kids, improving their lifestyle, whatever it is, you want to be able to help them do that as well. And then at that moment, you need to tell them, well, if we didn't go down this road, this is the cost. You'd have to close the business, right? You don't go to help people with diabetes. You can't help the kids that you're looking at. Share back whatever they said to you. You need to feed it back to them at that moment in their own words. This is very impactful and very powerful. And yes, let's work together. This is their opportunity for them to make a decision to work with you. This is it. Now, make sure you understand this. It's a moral obligation that you have to essentially fight for their business because you feel that you will make a massive impact with them and it's your moral obligation to bring them into it and be able to serve them. The final decision, which sometimes people call the close, is really about empowering them to make the right decision for them. But you also have to be totally honest with them by saying something like, I don't want you to be in the same position you're in today. I mean, like when you booked this call with me, you had this huge problem. And here we are talking together about this problem. And we've acknowledged and shared and clarified that problem. So I don't want you to be in that same position that you're in when you started this call. 
before you leave this call, I want to try and help you do something, whether you become a client of mine or not. And also, I don't want to call you in four months from now and you're in the same position. You haven't impacted those people. You haven't had the change, the transformation. You haven't helped the children, whatever it was you wanted. You haven't had more income. You definitely got no more leads, etc. I mean, truly, you don't want to be in the same position, right? And so, if not now, Mr. Prospect, when? Like, if not now, you need to make a very clear decision because this is a real challenge you've got. If the challenge is real to you, let's fix it. So when are you going to make the change? When are you going to make it happen? You must be free and able about having these types of conversations and being able to really, again, take that moral obligation. But it's not about pressure. It's just about saying, I don't want you to leave this call and not have a plan. I don't want you to leave this call and be in the same position in four months. So can you tell me how you're going to apply the step-by-step overview that we just talked about? Okay, Can you tell me how you can do that? And if they don't have a good answer, then you need to get them into a place of having that answer. Because once they've got that answer, then they can leave better off than when you found them. You don't want to leave somebody off in a belittle manner. We don't want to leave somebody off feeling confused and unsure. You want them to feel helped, feel inspired to go forth and actually take a little bit of help that you provided and see if they can maybe put some money together. This is if they didn't become a client, okay? Tell them, listen, I think the next step for you would be and you tell them what you think the next step would be. I mean, for example, I think you should gain a couple of clients on a one-on-one basis or whatever you, however you do it. That should be your next step. And then you say something like, once you get some cash flow using some of the ideas we shared, then come back to me and we'll work together. Now, you know that they can't make a huge success of it without your help, but at least they can make a start. And that means they're leaving the conversation with you with something positive if they didn't become a client. All right? I hope you found that. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Dinner Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.